Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teachable Moment episode of When Passion Meets Profit. This is the podcast I do every single week. I'm Patricia Noldrain, and I'm your host for the call today. It's kind of an unusual teachable moment, actually, because I'm going to share a very personal story that I have never shared publicly before, and it happened to me over 16 years ago. Now, what's this about, <laughs> and why now? Quite honestly, I don't know. The only thing I keep feeling is I'm compelled to do this. That's why I'm doing it today. I haven't thought about this story for years. So I want you to go back with me like 16 plus years ago, and it all begins with my sister, Helen. She bought me a CD by Alabama. Uh, I don't know if you know that country music group, but they're just wonderful. She told me to listen to one song in particular. It was called Angels Among Us. Now, that song was about a little boy who got lost in the woods, at least the beginning part was, and a man appeared and took him home, and he introduced his mom to the man, and she never saw him. So I'm, I want to share the just the chorus. I don't want to share the whole thing. They're in concert. It was the only one I could find, and I'm not quite technical, so let's see if it works. Oh, I believe there are angels among us sent down to us from somewhere up above they come to you and me in our darkest hour to show us how to live to teach us how to give to guide us with a light of love beautiful isn't it i just i love that song it's just made me always think, hmm, are there really angels? It's a little bit spooky to me, a little too mystical for me, because I've never seen one. I, I don't know, maybe you have. I mean, do they have wings or are they standing behind us? I, see, I'm not gifted in that area at all. So as I listened to the song over and over again, I became obsessed with this angel stuff. So one day, I had some decisions I had to make about my executive recruiting company in Phoenix. And when I did that, I'd always go someplace quiet to make decisions. So I got in my car and of course I turned on Alabama, <laughs> Angels Among Us. And I decided to go to a park close to our house with a notebook so I could do some pros and cons. Not a soul was at that entire park. And so it was kind of nice to be there all by myself. Now that song was in my mind. So I decided to ask out loud, by the way which I think is weird. Hey, if there's angels all among us, where are they? I don't see them. Give me a sign. And then I had the nerve to say, maybe make it pennies because I didn't know what the sign could be. So I gave the, the whole thing up and I went over and I walked, maybe I'm going to say 12 feet from where I was sitting there at the park. And I swear to God, I find this penny. It's like it's sitting on top of a blade of grass and instead of being hot, because it was really hot in Phoenix that day, it was cold. I'm like, wow. Now, I should have absolutely been on my knees thanking the universe for this much asked for sign. But instead, I had the nerve to say, hmm, one penny, eh, two maybe, I don't know. I walk another 12 feet, I find another one. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Walk a little bit, no, quite a bit further. And I find the third penny and I'm like, oh my, okay. Somebody has just thrown pennies out here and this is just absolutely silly that I'm believing in this. And I see a tree far away. Now it's far because it's very huge. If there's a penny under that tree, 
Okay, then I might consider believing. Can you believe it? Oh boy. I walk to the tree. I walk around the tree. There's no penny. I'm almost relieved there's no penny. But I look at the bench that's right by the tree and there's a penny under the bench. Now I'm kind of frightened and I'm kind of getting nervous now. I run back to the park, get my notebook and everything and get in my car and go home. I had several workers there at the time. I didn't tell a soul nothing. I didn't want anybody to know what just happened because I didn't even know what to do with the information. Now I had to go to the post office and I thought, hmm, I have to go right past that park again. <laughs> yeah, you remember I'm obsessed. I've got the song playing in the car and I get out and I say, okay, I, here's the deal. I know there's something, some coincidence about a fifth penny and I don't know what it means, but I'm going to tell you if I go to the tree and there's a penny under that tree this time, I'm a believer. And I looked over and there were tons of kids in the park now because it was after school. I walked directly to the tree, walk around it, no penny. Once again, I'm almost relieved because I don't know what to do with the information. I go back to my car. My four other little pennies are in an envelope on the seat in my car. And I go to open the door and there's a penny on the asphalt right by my door. Uh-huh. I, I did. I kind of freaked out. Now, do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think it's a fluke? I don't, I don't know. I just know I had these five pennies and I taped them to paper kind of in the form of a bookmark and used, like, used it like that for a long time and then just put them away in a cabinet because it's been so long ago. But two or three weeks passed after that whole park scene and I'm up with my other sister, Nancy, in Great Falls and her husband, Frank, was there and my mom was there and I said, can I tell you guys a story and show you something? And they said, yeah. And Frank said, let me turn down the TV. He turned the TV down. I showed them my pennies and I said, here's the story behind these five pennies. And I, quite honestly, I don't know why I asked for five. It's something though, in my back of my head, there's something about Danny Kay, something about him singing five pennies or maybe it was in a movie or something. I don't know. And on the TV at that very time comes the five pennies starring Danny Kay. Uh-huh. So here's the thing with that. Not many little girls have a song written for them, but he said to the little girl in the movie that we watched, I've written a song for you and I'd like to sing it for you now. And I'd like to play it for you now. This little penny is to wish on and make your wishes come true. This little penny is to dream of and dream of all you can do. This little penny is a dancing penny. See how it glitters and it glows. As bright as a whistle, light as a thistle, quick, quick as a wink. Up on its twinkling toes, oh, this little penny is to laugh on, to see that tears never fall. This little penny is the last little penny, most important of all. For this penny is to love on, and where love is, Heaven is there So with just five 
pennies if they're these five pennies you'll be a isn't that wonderful can you hear the old sound of that i just love that song i play that one a lot now also but that penny story continues and i i will continue in just a little bit but i wanted to tell you kind of an off the cuff story here just kind of as an offshoot includes the same kind of people the same idea but one day you know my mom her name is esther and she's my closest friend for sure but she was now years later in hospice and you know she was such a character in life she called all of her friends all of her friends including my cousin and gave them the hospice number so they could be in the program with her i <laughs> I told you she was a character. I was visiting her at her home, and the hospice nurse is there, and, and she said, Esther, you've got to stop calling all your friends. They can't be in hospice. And Esther said, why not? And she said, Esther, they're not terminal like you. And here's what Esther's response was. Damn, I wanted them to meet all of you because you're all so nice to me. <laughs> I told you <laughs> she was a character. So when the nurse left, th this was quite shocking to me. And it does have a reason why I'm telling you this offshoot. Esther burst out crying. She never cried. And I said, oh, no, mother, what's wrong? Are you scared of dying? And she says, oh, no, 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 I'm ready to go. But if I die tonight while you are here, then you have to come down the stairs and find me. And I don't want that for you. Okay, this was definitely a time in my life I was being guided. You see, on the plane going to see her, I picked up a book. I can't remember the exact name, but it was something like What Dying People Need to Talk About. And there's a whole chapter that was devoted to, I hope they'll be okay when I'm gone. Because of that book, I knew exactly what to say. So as she was crying, I said, okay, mother, here's what I'm going to do. First, I will kneel by your bed and thank God you got to have your final wish of dying in your very own bed. She lifted her head a little bit. Tears were still flowing. Then I'm going to go over to the window and raise the shade so Roger, our neighbor watching out for her, won't worry. Then I'm going to walk over to the phone, call hospice at the number that's on the wall, and I'm going to tell them, okay, we need you now. We need help. The tears stopped, and her face looked like a child's. She was so relieved. But without that book, I would never have known what to say at that very emotional time. Hmm. Is the book considered an angel? Okay, on with the penny story. So one day we were on the speakerphone with Esther, Tom and I, and she asked, well, what can I do when I'm gone? I have to still prove that I'm still around. And I said, well, all I can think of, Mother, are pennies. And how would I possibly know it was you? She said, yeah, I have to think about that. She died in February, and on April 17th, which is her birthday, I was flying home from a speaking engagement and I started walking out of the plane and in the jet bridge, there were hundreds, if not thousands of pennies all over the floor. You couldn't even pull your carry-on out because you kept bumping over the pennies. People were absolutely shouting and laughing. Oh my gosh, it's raining pennies. This is cool. Well, I had goosebumps that day, let me tell you. Esther, okay, you're still around. If you have listened to any of my podcasts, you know I end each one of them with golden nuggets. I, I listen to people, I interview them, and then I just love picking up from them the things that I felt were really important to say again. 
So here are my five, don't you love it? Five <laughs> appropriate golden nuggets from this session with me. Number one, messages come in books, people, songs, pennies. So listen for your message. Number two, awareness is key. Be aware because your life is always speaking to you. Number three, we are not alone. Number four, ask for what you want, but be open to receiving it. Number five, this one is probably the most important to me because I think I just had a wake-up call. A what-if wake-up call while I was just doing this for all of you. Because for many years, you know, I, I really have felt, well, I know it is my calling and my purpose and my mission in life was to really help all of us discover the gifts, the skills, the talents we came into this world with, and then really teach how to make a living doing what we love to do. I, I got onto such a thing with this that I owned this recruiting firm in Phoenix and I had to write the book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60? Because people were coming in every day and asking me that. And then I decided, well, I'm going to write Discovering Your Core, because I know if I write Discovering Your Core, people will really understand we have to get to the core of who and what we are and what's important to us to really live the kind of life we want to live. Well, you can read another program that I did called YourGiftIsYourNiche.com, N-I-C-H-E.com. And that program is helping hundreds and hundreds of people really find their niche and learn how to make an income with it so they can make a great living doing what they love. I'm so proud of that program, I can't tell you. But here's my what if. What if my real purpose, my real calling is to share this story with you today? Yeah, what if it's that? So that you could have your awakening. You know, the awakening that we're not alone. And you need to be aware and pay attention to your messages because your life is speaking to you all the time. Well, I guess the only way I will ever know is if you tell me that you had an aha when you heard this. I would love to hear from you. I'm Patricia at patriciadrain.com. And my last question to you, are you awake today? I finally am. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain. Mm -hmm.